Hey, what's going on? My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm a transformational coach for the Patterns of Possibility. The Patterns of Possibility is all about helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In this video, I'm going to use my skill as a transformational coach by answering some of these questions that I found in the subreddit of Friendship Advice. Ready to jump in? All right, here's the first question. Very unusual situation with close friend. Could seriously use some guidance and advice handling this. Thanks. The scenario is, I ask an old close friend of mine to house it for a few days because I was going to be out of town for a month, but something comes up and I fly back sooner than I was supposed to. I found out that he had used my medication, borrowed some of my exercise equipment without asking, and we communicated briefly. He is apologetic and genuinely remorseful, but also says he feels that it wouldn't have been a big deal because he would have returned the equipment and replaced the meds before my return. Should I be as angry as I am feeling right now? Or is it not quite as bad and I'll see things that way when it isn't so fresh and raw? Wow, that is a question. That's a question. I, well, of course, I mean, I am feeling like you deserve to be upset. Of course, you always are able to have your feelings, no matter what the situation is, no matter if you misunderstand the situation, your feelings are absolutely valid and they're worth investigating. So when I sit back, I'm just an outsider looking in, I sit back and I see that your friend has been unreasonable by taking some things that weren't yours, weren't, weren't theirs. And the issue is, is not that they would just replace them, but it's something that was done covertly, like secretly, underground. Like they knew that something was up. They knew that they should not share this with you. They should just do it and ask for forgiveness later at the end of the day. Because if I'm comfortable enough with you, I'm in your house, I'm in your space, I feel like I would tell you if I was going to do something or change something. I mean, that's what you expect from me as a person coming to visit your your place and taking care of it while you're gone. If anything happens, you want them to check in with you. If anything's missing or moving, you want them to check in with you. That's the whole point of them coming over, not for them to do whatever they wanted while you weren't there, while your back was turned essentially, and then say, whoa, you caught me. But if you hadn't turned around so quickly, you would have never noticed. That doesn't feel right. And that is a huge violation of trust. That's probably why you're having your feelings that you're having now. It's raw, yes it is, but still it is something that is not going to be easily getting over with. Because you could also, I don't know what is in your mind, but my mind would be like, well, what else has this person done and not told me about? What else are they capable of doing? Do I really know this person? Can I really trust this person? If he's taking your medication, mm, that's, that's so weird. Uh, from I don't know the circumstances around it, but I feel that that is personal. It's personal and it's something that is for you and your use only, and they're taking it from you. 
that doesn't sit right with me and I'm guessing doesn't sit right with you as well. So as far as being having as far as having your feelings, as far as being upset as you are now, of course you're going to be upset. Of course you're going to feel a little suspicious. I mean, this is surprising new behavior from a person that you felt you know for a very long time. You have to take a moment for yourself. Now what I recommend is to make sure to push them back out of your circle just for a bit. Push them out and observe what they do. Just kind of see how they're they're handling the situation because I feel like um, I think that you don't really know this person as well. Well, you're 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 coming to that realization rather. You're, this is a surprising new behavior for you, and you have to kind of second guess and and look, take a look, step back away from the situation because you say it's raw right now. So I would slowly push them back and work on building some trust again and talking about the kind of boundaries that you want to have. Now, I think that it is worth saying to him or to them, whoever they are, that you have misgivings about what happened. Regardless, regardless if they were going to put it back or not, this is how you felt, pretty much felt violated by that. And you feel like you can't trust them as much anymore. I think that it's worth telling them that and seeing what they can do to help restore the friendship. On your part, is there anything that they can do to help restore the friendship? Will you get over it? And I don't think that it's something you could answer in a day or two. I think it's gonna take some weeks and some time to kind of ruminate and stew and just kind of uh, sit with this, think about this. And if you can get over it, then will you really be able to leave it in the past once they apologize? Or will it linger in the back of your head and you think, well, I can't trust you with some things. I can't trust you with some things. If you cannot trust them with some things, then make sure you set that boundary up and make sure you don't allow them to cross the boundary. So maybe they never babysit for you or maybe they never watch your place for you ever again. And that's the only thing that changes in your relationship. But at the very least, know how you feel about it and know what you're going to do about it. So I hope that that helps you. All right. Now let's move on to the next question. This one's titled no friends of my own. I'm a 24 year old female realizing that I don't have friends of my own. And I'm concerned because the few people I interact with outside my family members are my older brother's friends. What I really want is a friend that sees me as an equal and that I can talk freely with, even if it's just frivolous gossip, which I feel judged for doing with my brother's friends. Or a long heart to heart conversation. I wanna have someone who has a long heart to heart conversation with. How can I make my own friends or become closer with my older brother's friends? As a side note, when I, want, when I went to college in 2014 to 2018, I always prioritized studying rather than meeting new people, and I feel I've missed out. I'm going back to school for my master's. Maybe I can try becoming friends with classmates there? Question mark. Well, that's interesting. Um, no friends is pretty difficult, especially in this time of the coronavirus. It's really hard to meet people and make connections because we're not seeing each other face to face. 
not looking each other in the eyes. We're not able to see each other, you know, and feel each other's essence, essentially. So it's really difficult to make friends. And I feel for you because all you have are some guys to hang out with. And, you know, they're not really interested in the gossipy things that you want, the heart to heart. I'm not really interested in that. And you don't feel like you could be yourself with them. And that's a big, big uh, um, problem if you want to, you know, feel accepted or feel loved or feel, you know, just feel like you're a part of something. You definitely have to be yourself and be able to be accepted in that capacity. So for you, I would say I'd recommend that you not try to get closer to your brother's friends. Not, I think that it's best for you to put more energy into finding other people to hang out with. So you said you're going to school for your masters and that might be a place where you can connect with people because you have this common commonality of studying for some particular degree together. So maybe you'll have something in common that you will find with the people who are going to school with you or classes with you. So I wanna say though, that when you're going to look for friends or or just people to be in your life, it's very important that you know what your your boundaries are, but also your values. Like what is really important to you? Because a lot of people mention that there's some things that they won't do, but they don't really talk about the things that they really want to see in another person. A lot of people tend to put the the maybes, everything in a maybe pile. They'll meet someone and they'll see that they have a quality that they can't quite get behind. They don't like it that much. And they might really hate it. And they think, well, that's that's okay. That's fine. Uh, the rest of them is good. But then that one thing keeps popping up and it really irks the heck out of them. And then your friendship falls apart because there's one thing that you really don't like in your friend that shows up over and over and over again and you cannot ignore it. So instead of having that whole situation play out, it's important to understand what it is that you want to see in your friend. Like, do you want them to be frugal with money? I mean, there's a, money's a giant conflict in any kind of relationship. If one wants to spend more than the other, or if one wants to spend like in a different way than the other person, like lavish dinners when someone else would rather spend money on vacations, things like that. So that really gets into the nitty gritty of the things, but I'm saying that there are some things that are very important to you that you may not know just yet, but it's worth discovering to find out what's important to you. Integrity, you want honesty, of course those are things that you want, but how do they show up? What can a person do to show that they're an honest person or that they they have met one of your, your criteria, one of the things that you really wanna see another person? So it's important to figure out exactly what it is that you like to do and what you wanna talk about. Like those heart-to-heart -heart conversations that you're, you wanna have with them, well, the heart-to-heart -heart conversation, what is it about? Is it about some relationship that you've had with your your parents and you're talking about that is in a mishap that you've had at work you're talking about is this person constantly giving you advice are you constantly giving them advice how does your relationship look do you like getting advice i know sometimes i don't ask for it and so i don't want it and if 
I bring something to a friend and if they're only going to give me advice, then I'd have to be have to question or think about if I can bring them something that's really important or heavy on my heart. They're not going to listen to to my feelings. They're more going to say, okay, you have feelings. Great. Now here's how you fix it. And sometimes, you know, for a heart to heart, you just don't want that. You want somebody to listen to you. So look for those things that are very important to you. The heart to heart, I would start there and I figure out exactly what that looks like. What that looks like. What are some of the things that are you're very interested in that you can talk about all the time? Start talking about those things all the time. And you'll find that people who enjoy those things that you enjoy will start coming closer to you. And the things that the people that don't will start moving away. And it'll make a nice, great little path for you to select the kind of people that you want in your life. So I hope this helps. Best of luck to you. You're 24. You have so much more life ahead of you. So you're going to find some great people along the way. All right, next question. Now this one, is my friend a toxic friend? If so, are they manipulating me or guilt tripping me? What do I do? I feel really guilty, ashamed, as if I'd done something terribly, capital B-A-D, bad. I haven't seen my friend for a couple of months because I've noticed every time I spend time with her and her children, I end up being drained and exhausted. She hasn't been kind to me and once she made me feel self-conscious over the shoes I was wearing because I didn't cut off the plastic tags. She's also tried to make me feel bad when visiting her place at the hospital when she had her children because they said my aw are they are actually cute comment implied that her children were ugly. So you said oh they're cute and they took it a different way. I see. Um, When I recently saw her to drop off her birthday present, she told me it was the wrong time to come in, said thanks, and sent me out because the children kept climbing out of the cot. So her children were busy. So after putting up with two years of this, I messaged her to let them know how I was, how I felt. I was bothered about her response. And I felt accused for not being honest. The tables have turned and it's less a focus on what I originally was talking about. This isn't the first time she has displayed this behavior. Wow, I know I just said a mouthful here, but it sounds like, um, it sounds like you have had this kind of relationship with a friend where you keep trying to do something to show that you are a good natured and friendly friend, whereas you feel like she's keep rejecting that and putting you down and misinterpreting your good intentions or your good deeds as something that is harmful to her like you're always doing something to to harm her in some way or she's just not accepting you that's the overall gist of the whole situation so you're asking if you're being a bad friend or if your friend's being a bad friend um well it definitely sounds like the relationship is very strained I want to say that toxic is probably the right word to put on there because if you're meeting them and you're not feeling energized and and full and happy after your conversations, after your interactions, then there's something wrong there. There's something that is out of alignment, I mean, with 
with everything that friends are supposed to do, they're supposed to be supportive, they're supposed to lift you up, empower you. All your connections should be able to do something like that for you. But this one here, it looks like you're in a situation in which you can't do anything right. Now, this one seems familiar to me. It feels very familiar. No matter what you do, no matter what you try, they're going to reject your gestures. It sounds like that's what's happening with your friend. So you have these shoes on and you're probably like, oh, they're, they're great shoes. And the first thing they point out is the fact that you have tags on them. Okay, well, darn, you thought you had it right now. You go and see these kiddos and you say, oh, they're so cute. And they're like, what? Why'd you say they're ugly? But that's not what you said. What? It's, ah. And then you're like, oh, I can't get it right. And you try again. Birthday presents. Bring them over. Ah, no, I'm sorry. Your birthday presents not at a good time. Not, not, not even thank you for the birthday gifts, but you came at the wrong time. Leave your gifts and get out. Wow. Your relationship does sound very, very, very toxic. Essentially, so the, the question for you is that now that I believe the answer is yes, the relationship isn't working for you, it's, it's, not, um, it's not helping you, it's not serving you, then what is it about this relationship that you keep returning to? Why do you keep returning to this? Um, is there something about their approval that you really need it seems like it then if that's true then why their approval or why any approval so i know it's out there it's a cliche but it's been said that we only allow others to treat ourselves treat us as badly as we would treat ourselves or no worse than we would treat ourselves so essentially if this person is treating you badly, then there must be a feeling about you that that you may feel like you deserve it. Or do you need to try harder? Is there something else that you can do? So there's a belief there that's blocking you from essentially letting this, this friendship disappear and die. And I think that it's worth investigating to understand why are you feeling that way? Why is it okay to keep trying with this person? I hope that gets you started on your journey to figuring this out because it may take some time to understand, but I encourage you to take a really good look at why you feel the need. What is it that's driving you to um, be favored by this person? All right, I hope that helps. All right, let's move on to the next one. Am I wrong for feeling this way? I love these questions. Am I wrong? Yes or no question. Well, I have had this relationship, well, excuse me. I have had this friendship for about a decade now and I feel like she barely puts any effort into it. I try not to take it personally because I know she's not a very expressive person in relationships, but I feel like I have always been there for her. I always look out for her and can't always say the same. More specifically, she never really asked me how I'm doing or how school or how my relationship is going. The conversations tend to revolve around her unless I bring something up. And in the decade that I've known her, she has never gotten me a gift or just even a small token like a card. 
I'm thinking about addressing the relationship and its entirety, but I don't want it to be awkward as it's already hard to keep long conversations with her. Um, this question sounds a lot like the last question, the previous question that I had, um, because there's some kind of, uh, there's some kind of uh, a desire to be favored in this conversation or in this, in this relationship. So no, I, your feelings are always valid no matter what they are. So are you wrong? Are you wrong for what? Just addressing your feelings about the situation? No, not at all, not at all. And I hope that you actually take action and do something about it because it's been a decade and it seems like nothing's going to change because there are no consequences for it to change. Um, it's really terrible and unfair to you that you try so hard and are just completely rejected, essentially being told to try harder because you're not doing whatever you're going to do is not good enough. It's not good enough. So um, she's not able to pay attention to you because she's not interested in you. I feel like it's one of those um, things where the one who cares the most loses the most, something along those lines, or has the, the least amount of power because you care an awful lot about what she has, what she's doing, how she feels, what she's thinking, because you address all of those in the letter that you wrote. You don't talk about, and then she says basically, hey, I'm not interested in what you think or feel or anything about you. I need you here to support me always. And I'll bet some way she manipulates the conversation and anytime you try to bring up something, she may say something like, it's not about you. What about me? You're so selfish. I can just imagine something like that playing out. But she doesn't really seem to pay attention to you. She looks at you as a, a thing rather than a person. So you're there to serve her needs, but you can't get any, any of your needs met. And I would ask you the same question as I asked the other person. What is it about this person that you need to have a validation from? What is it about them that, well, what is it about you that wants that need to be met from them? What is it about them, uh, what is it about you, I'm sorry, that needs that person to show you that they're important? Is it because you've been together around each other for 10 years? Well, you could be around for another 10, 20 years and they still may never give you that validation that you want. Actually, it doesn't look like they're interested in doing that at all. You're just there for them and to support their needs. So knowing that, knowing that it's been 10 years and you're getting to a point where you want to share how you feel, what stops you? Uh, is it their their reaction to it? Is something in your is something in your relationship going to get worse? Like is something going to change for the worse? Right now, it seems to me as a, as a guy looking outside, looking in, it seems like you're already in a bad spot. You're not getting anything that you want out of this relationship. And if you're afraid of how they're going to react and say, "I never want to talk to you again," then, well. Is that so bad? What, what can you see about that situation 
that's going to be terrible, that's going to be unbearable for you. If it is, if something's going to be unbearable about that situation, honestly, I don't think you're going to find anything because if you don't do anything differently, your relationship will continue as it is. Now keep rejecting, ignoring you where you'll keep trying and you'll keep being disappointed. So recognize that um, there's something there that's worth discussing. There's something there that's worth talking about. And if she's unwilling to hear what you have to say, then you pretty much know that she's never going to. She's never going to, and you'll not get what you want. So just pay attention to that. I would recommend that you go and you ask her, go talk to her. Don't ask her any questions about why she does what, but go ahead and tell her how you feel about this thing. Maybe even that paragraph or two, just read them directly to her. Like, I've never been given a gift by you, although I have tried many times to get you something perfect. I spent a lot of hours and energy on thinking about you and what you want, and yet I don't feel like you care about me. And just see where that goes. See where that goes. If she says you're being selfish, then you know she's not interested in what you think and you feel. It's up to you to decide whether you want to stay around that or not. All right, I hope that this helps. Good luck in the conversation. All right, now, final question. My close friend isn't talking to me. What should I do? We've been friends for three or so years and basically talk every day. Occasionally, she'll not talk to people and every time she feels like that, I feel very sad and down given that I'm an optimistic person. I'm currently talking to her every day, but she replies after three to four hours and even once 10 hours. Should I give her space or continue talking to her every day? Wow. Hmm. Um, you want to talk to your friend more often than they want to talk to you. It sounds like a very codependent-like relationship. Now, I hear that you seem to be an optimistic person, as you said. So then I'm not quite sure where the optimism shows up here. I mean, is the optimism only available when she's available? Like you, because when she messages you, you feel like kind of upbeat. You, you're kind of waiting for her to respond to you. And I, I, I think that um, that's not a very healthy place to be. Again, I'm not a psychologist, but I do know that we are all our own individual people and we need to know more about ourselves before we can make connections with other people. We also aren't, it's not very healthy to allow others to influence our feelings. We have our own feelings and we're responsible for our own feelings. And you feel joy when someone messages you? Of course, great, fantastic, um, you would. But the only joy you feel is when they message you? That's not good. That's not helpful, it doesn't serve you because you don't have the autonomy over your yourself. You don't have the ability to make your own 
emotional decisions because they're resting on someone else. And so that makes you emotionally reactive and very dependent on other people. So that's what it seems like what's happening here. And, you know, in these times where the pandemic is raging and loneliness is, is everywhere, it's, it's very pervasive. And sometimes we want to cling on to the things that are just closest to us for dear life. And that's what we're looking for. That's what we're reaching for. And if that's what's happening here, that's understandable. You know, that it's understandable. But it's not going to help you in the long run. It's not something that's sustainable because they are another person, a whole other person who has a whole nother life. And they may decide that they never want to talk to you again. Then what you're going to do? What are you going to do? They also need to have their own emotional wellness taken care of. They cannot spend the energy and time maintenancing you because you're waiting three to four hours for a text message back. You're upset or you're feeling like they don't want to talk to you. Has it been, if it's been 10 hours, sometimes many people don't talk to their friends for a while. They may not respond in an hour, two hours, three hours, because they're busy doing something else. They might be sleeping, they might be cooking, they might be out for a walk. They may just want to do something that's not talk to you, and it doesn't seem like it's okay. That needs to be okay with you. You need to be able to sit with yourself and enjoy your own company, rather than waiting on someone else to perk you up, to pay attention to you so that you can feel good. You are probably an awesome person just as you are, because I know we, we all just are. We all have something interesting within, within us. So what I would recommend for you, now you asked if, uh, I don't know what you asked, <laughs> I forget. Honestly, um, it was all about your friend and have your friend being upset with you or, or uh, not being able to talk to your friend. And there were some, it just felt like you were wondering how you can talk to your friend more. And I, I think that the solution is not necessarily talking to your friend more. It's practicing being able to talk a lot less to her and a lot more to yourself. There is a relationship that you don't have with yourself, it seems. So when you're alone, you should be able to enjoy your own company. And that usually works with things that will stimulate your mind. Do something by yourself, but for yourself. So I don't mean watching Netflix and Hulu. Doing those kind of things will just make you feel kind of drained and depressed. Because if you're vegging in front of that, you're not using your mind, you're not stimulating yourself, you're not learning anything new. And your mind craves, craves it. They need, it needs to learn something new all the time. It needs to understand what's in its space all of the time. Those are the things that get your synapses firing. Those are the things that excite you about life. So the more you learn about yourself, I'm telling you, there's endless opportunities to learn about you and who you are and what you do. I recommend trying something new and different and thinking about how you feel about this new and different thing. Actually writing it out would be best. I think that journaling 
is or and meditation are very important things to get to know yourself a lot better you focus on exactly um who you are like really tune out everything else that's happening when you meditate and focus on who you are how you're breathing what you're thinking how your hands feel how your fingers feel how your legs feel and you go inward and you start really to get to know yourself it's very very interesting and exciting but if that's not exciting enough i'd recommend doing something that you haven't tried before and writing about how you feel about it just writing it out think you have to really think about how much you enjoyed the experience or disliked the experience whatever it is it is something that you have learned and your brain will thank you you will be excited you'll be stimulated by the fact that you've learned something new whatever it is even if you don't like it all right i hope that helps you best of luck so, like I said, that was the very last question. I want to thank you all again for writing. All you Redditors, I really appreciate it. So if you're on Reddit and you're writing questions and the friendship advice, I may grab some of them and I'll post a video. I really appreciate your, your time that you put into it. And although you didn't ask me to answer your questions per se, I did. And I have to tell you, you're not alone. These things that you've talked about, they all seem very familiar to me. And I'm sure millions of other people have had the same experiences. So no shame in that. All right. I'll see you next time.